This is Amy Poehler. My new movie, Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2, is coming to theaters June 14th, and it's making me feel joy Woo! and sadness oh. and anger. Ah. Definitely some disgust. Rose! And I think a little fear. Ah. But I'm also feeling these new emotions like anxiety, embarrassment, envy, and ennui. Ah. It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14. Get tickets now. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the 90 Day Fiance Rehab Up podcast. We took a week off because the Super Bowl told us to, but we are back once again to talk all about this latest episode of 90 Day Fiance. We're talking 90 Day Fiance the other way, season four, episode three. I am very excited to be back with you once again. I'm, of course, your host and conductor of the Hot Mess Express, who is Ann ready to break it down. And with me today is a lovely guest. I may have used nefarious means to get him on the podcast once again. And by that, I mean publicly asked him so that he couldn't say no. But I'm very grateful that he has made it here. He is, of course, the co-host of Nothing But Netflix on this very network and also the one of the co-hosts of the new show being covered on Postal Recap, Snowfall, for this upcoming season. And my co-host for the upcoming season of Bel Air Season 2 on Postal Recaps. It is the one and only... Chappelle. Chappelle, how you hey. doing, man? Who are you? We back, man. I'm feeling good. Yes. Uh, yeah, we got uh, Bel Air coming soon. And uh, I was getting a- a- like a little anxious, you know, like, okay, we're back in the saddle. So this is kind of like us easing our way back into our, you know, our co-hosting Bel Air. You know, we're going to do 90 day. And in a few days, we're going to be in full swing on post-show recaps, handling business. So yeah, this is going to be a good time. Yeah, man. March is about to get busy for a lot of people, you and I especially. So I'm very, very glad that we get to go through it together. We have a mm-hmm. we have someone to go on the journey with, you know, I'm excited. Yeah, my plugs are going to be wild this time. So just bear with me when we get there. I know. I feel like I need to find a way to make it one sentence, but then every word in that sentence links to something. So people just know <laughs> that sentence, but it might take a lot of work to do. We, we shall see. We shall see. All right, man. Let's get into it. We are on episode three of this season. Out the gate, 
Let me feel your temperature. How have you been feeling with a new season that isn't happily ever after? Uh, I, I'm enjoying this, okay? Because one, I don't know any of these people. I have not met anybody yet that I already knew from something else. So I, that means I'm going in fresh. I don't have any like residual hate left over from anything they've done in a prior season. Everybody has a blank slate with me, which is good because 90 Day really just, something about this show just ignites this fire in me that makes me just want to just yell at people a lot. And I don't want to come here yelling all the time. Sometimes I want to just come and vibe with the people who are clearly in love. In this season, it looks like we have a couple of those. So that makes this very exciting for me. Um, Coming in, looking at the cast, seeing kind of how the couples react to each other. It's very clean in comparison to the 90 day that we've watched in the past where it's like all this baggage and yelling at each other and like, you know, hanging up on each other. There's a lot of screaming going on, a lot of like throwing drinks in each other's face. This seemed kind of calm and I appreciated it. Yeah, I think the key word that you put out there that I do love is baggage. I feel like happily ever after they're coming with years of baggage and having watched the show and going through that journey with them, you can't help but also feel like you're holding some of that baggage and some of that, like you said, the hate and and just the it gives you it gives me a lot of anxiety watching happily ever after. Whereas here I can kind of ha ha my way through it because it is a very, very funny to see some of these people going through the same mistakes everyone else does, but they're new. They're fresh. They're 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 at the beginning. So I can't feel too bad for them yet, at least now. We're going to go through a couple first that I feel like both of us may not be too hot on. And that is Danielle and Johan. So last we saw them, Danielle had asked to see Johan's new business. He started up his own butcher shop. She did not love anything in that butcher shop. She didn't like the way the meat was on display. She didn't like the way the bookkeeping was done on a piece of paper or a notebook. And now she's a little bit skeptical on his business endeavors. So much so that in this episode, first of all, she doesn't really apologize. She just says she feels bad about how mean she was to him. But then she basically insinuates, uh, what is it going to take for you to close this business down? Because I don't think it's a good venture. Yeah, that was crazy to me because it did it sound like she was bribing him? Like, all right, what do I got to do to let you? Just, yeah. <laughs> how, how much is it going to take? Because I don't have time for this. You know, I can put 20, 30. What do you need uh, for this little stand you got here? I was like, yeah, yeah that's very condescending. I don't like that at all. Um, I understand her trepidation. You know, she's coming in and she's seeing things handled in a way that she's not used to. But that's the whole point of this show. You're going to a different country. You're dealing with people who have different cultural backgrounds as you. There's going to be a lot of stuff that happens that you don't really understand. And I feel like if she's gone to the DR, then this stuff would not have been so out of the ordinary for her, right? Like she's been before, but I think she might have did result resort like Dominican Republic to where it's like, oh, it's very like catered and very uh, whitewashed in a way to where it's like, here, here's a palatable way to enjoy our culture. But now that she's seen the way it's done and she's she's just not okay with them. Like, but you shouldn't you have known that before you decided to move here? We ask this question every season. And I don't know why we ask this question because we know we're, they're not going to do any research. That would kill the show. But I just <laughs> ask these people, for, just go walk around for a while, look at the environment and say, is this something I see myself at? If it's not, save yourself the trouble. Just go ahead and say, I'm not doing this. It, love is not enough because you can get there and fall out of love with somebody based on your own experiences. And these people are just, they, they are blind to that. Once they fall in love, that's all they see until there's flies all over the meat. 
And that's the thing with with Danielle specifically is that I feel like of most of the couples we had because she was on another show with Johan Love in Paradise, which I did talk about a little bit. But in that show and then here she has seen his actual living situation. She knows how he lives and she's coming in with these lofty expectations of him, which we're about to pivot into next. And I simply feel like it's big delusions of grandeur with with uh, Danielle. I think she's expecting more than what is realistic. So basically, she asks him, what is it going to take for you to stop this business? He says, I'm not going to do that. She says, how about well, six months? How about we see six months? We give it a chance to grow six months. He says, I need more like nine months. So and he also specifies that I don't mean that that's the ultimatum. I mean that we can recheck in nine months because I need the chance for it to grow. And you can't just like shut it down here. But what's more asinine is when we get to the next scene with them and they are doing a apartment tour before they get to see the apartment. She's checking off uh, in confessional a list of expectations that she wants for her for their new living quarters. She would like two bedrooms, two mm-hmm. bathrooms, yep. a washing machine, a dishwasher, a dryer, a swimming pool and a terrace. And then also proceeds to say, I don't think that's a lot, ma'am. You've been to his house. He lives with every family member in one house where there is no AC. And now you are acting like he's going to have the means to help finance a place that you were describing when you've seen his business. So I don't understand you. Yeah. And she's like, oh, and I, I need parking as well. You know, make no mistake. We, we won't be walking to my apartment from, you know, from across the parking <laughs> lot. I, I understand. I valet. Again, Danielle, I too can be very bougie at times. It's fake bouginess. It definitely is. It's like, I don't deserve these things that I'm demanding, but since I have it right now, I'm going to demand these things and then I'll, I'll forgive myself for it tomorrow. Uh, but she was just complaining about this man's bookkeeping abilities. She he doesn't have a software to uh to do his bookkeeping, so he's not really familiar with how much money's coming in, how much money's going out. Um, he doesn't know how lucrative this business is, and neither does she. So for her to be saying like the price of the apartment is only two thousand dollars, like you know, like I'm sure you can help out. This man said I could give ninety dollars, ninety, and she's just like, oh that that that's not a lot. You 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 oh my god, you know, like no, it's not a lot. It's not a lot at all. So, ma'am, what are you going to do? You probably need to change your expectations, but you should have never had such lofty expectations in the first place. Everything you know about this man should say, we are not going to be living in a place with a pool. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just not going to be not not for the amount of income that we have combined. We can't live comfortably like that and still have all the other stuff that I want. Something's got to give. And if you have such lofty expectations, maybe help him spruce up the butcher the butcher shop you ain't got to change everything but okay he needs help with his bookkeeping volunteer to do that you know uh that's y'all's bookkeeping now y'all y'all are are now a couple y'all are married what yours is his his is yours your debt is together this is less about like how can i get you to stop this business and okay how can we get this business to work for us because you want nice things nice things cost money exactly Nice things cost money and money doesn't grow on any trees here. Now they see this place and it looks incredible. Chappelle, it looks great. She wants a big kitchen. The big kitchen's there. She wants a nice bathroom. Bathrooms there. It's got two bedrooms, AC in every room, which she absolutely loves. Um, Cause that was one of the main things she wanted was an AC in every room. So mm. all of that's great. The cost of this place is $2,000 a month. Okay. 
Now, it's $2,000 a month. Based on what we know about uh, Johan's earnings, he's making about 400 a month, 500 a month. I don't think he's making that much more. So then they're on the terrace discussing this place. She's like, I really like it. He's like, yeah, well, I don't know if we can afford this. She's like, well, how, how much are you going to help me with rent? And he says, huh, I can do about $90. I think it was a 5,000 pesos. He said about $90 is the exchange rate. Mm. And she was like, absolutely not. That is not going to fly with me. It has to be more, which again, you've seen his money. I don't know where you think it's going to happen, but then she changes it up to then say, well, if I, if, you know, if this is an alternative, how about you do the cooking and the cleaning and you do some of the house stuff? Cause I need this to be equal partnership. And then we get into a little bit of the, uh, the gender roles expectation from Johan, which is definitely a little bit more outdated, a little bit more, uh, quote unquote traditional to, well, you know, in my culture, the man works, the woman does the house stuff and works potentially, but that's not me. And she's like, no, you're going to be my wife. And I was like, all right, I feel like I didn't love the phrasing of that because you're making it sound like it's a negative thing. I don't think it's a negative thing at all. And this kind of hits home for me because I'm, I'm in a marriage where we both work, but I do more house stuff potentially. So I, I don't see a problem with that at all. But what were your thoughts on on the way she brought this up and the way he took it? Again, this you could have talked about this beforehand, right? Like you should already know how much money this person is bringing in because you're trying to marry them. You have married them. So it's like that this conversation shouldn't be happening right now. You should not be saying, OK, what do you think about the roles in the household? I, like you knew how much y'all made before you got on that plane. So you should have already co- had this conversation. Hey, since you can only really put in like $90 toward rent every month. Is there any way where you would be able to do some more stuff around the house so that I can work more and, you know, kind of give us the nice things that I'm used to? Uh, you could phrase it like that. But she basically was like, no, this is 50-50. And by my math, you're doing less than that. So you're going to have to pick up the slack by, you know, doing my bidding. You know, she wasn't basically saying, like, we're a partnership. She was saying, like, no, I want you to kind of do the things that you that I know for, culturally you're not used to right like i want you to go above and beyond what your your norm is for this because i moved i moved here for you and i get that i get you wanting somebody to meet you halfway but ma'am you should have temperature expectations you just don't move to a different country and then say okay i need you to change your entire life because i moved here y'all should have figured out a way to find a compromise before you move there so it's not that one person is getting completely uh like uprooted right like she's going there she has a way to make money. She um she can help him with his business. There's a way to find a neutral ground here, but they just aren't trying to. She he's not budging because he doesn't want to be anybody's wife, which from his point of view is probably understandable. And she's not budging because she's the breadwinner, and a lot of times people struggle with that. So it was kind of hard to watch. It definitely was hard to watch for me as well. I feel like, you know, the frustration that I feel watching this show always comes down to you've not communicated. And I feel like this is the biggest glaring moment where you do, you have not communicated at all. Um, so then they ultimately agree to look at other housing options. I don't know how they're going to strike a balance of finding a place that she, where she has all these amenities she wants and also finding a place where finance, cause she keeps bringing up, I don't want to bankroll a grown ass man. I'm not here to do that. I'm not going to do that. But also before when you got married, he had the one job. He had the hotel job. Now he has hotel job plus the butcher shop. 
and he's still not bringing in money to your liking. So I do not know where you expect this to happen. And then also, I would love to revisit the conversation we saw in the beginning of the season when she could stay in the U.S. for an extra year and then make 15K extra a year through pension and chose to decline that. You know what 15K extra a year would have done, Danielle? It would have funded this house for you. You could have (laughs) easily paid a thousand plus a month off of your rent for through that 15k alone and that would have given that to you but hey i guess we're not doing research here chappelle i I mean i don't know if we're not doing our research uh because we don't want to acknowledge that this is a lofty move you know i think a lot of them just like they put the blinders on so they don't see all those red flags in front of them so they don't see all these barriers um they just kind of like, I won't, I won't pay any attention to it. If I don't address it, it's not real. And then when these things start, like these obstacles start like presenting themselves, they're always so shocked. Like, oh, how do we, how do we navigate this? It, had you, ta- had you talked about this for five minutes, you would have known this was coming. This couple isn't even the worst, uh, like perpetrators of this either. You know what I'm saying? We're going to get into that more in, um, in these other couples, but. I just, I just under, I just don't understand why you would hide that from yourself. Like you're not protecting yourself. Like you're just giving yourself room to make a mistake potentially. And here we are. Now we're at the mistake because I just don't think this was a good idea. Now it does it work out in the end. We shall see. But right now, there's a ton of ways that this could have gone differently, and mm-hmm. you chose this route. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and we'll we'll find out soon enough. Now, I will say they were not in the next time on. So I think they're getting the old bye week next week. I think I'm very okay with that arrangement. I, I'll take that. I'll take that and I'll run with it because I need a break from, from Danielle, please. And thank you. So then let us move over, Chappelle, and talk about another couple here. That is Jen and Rishi. Now, you know, last time we spoke, there were some comparisons made to Jenny and Sumit who have a very similar story of how they came to be and how their early relationship was in secret. Jen is about to move to India to be with Rishi, but he has gotten her an apartment, but he will not be staying with her at this apartment. We later do see his living arrangement. He lives in a joint family home with his mom, his uncle, brother, like he has families living with, and he has not told this family that he is engaged, let alone you know, dating, let alone engaged to to Jen. And his mom's out here showing him pictures of people that are trying to propose to him to get an arranged marriage going. This is going to be a disaster couple. Uh, it, it, it is, but I think comparing them to Jenny and Sumit is disrespectful. I don't know Jen and Rishi to who? well, but I, I don't know Jen and Rishi well, but they're going to have to jump through a lot of hoops to get that bad for me because you know how I feel about that couple. Um, Jenny, more power to you. If this is what you want, go ahead, get it, I guess. Samit, don't talk to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, bruh, just stay <laughs> over there. But Jen and Rishi, they're not starting off with all the lies that Jenny and Samit started off with. Can we go back to the idea that she, Jenny was catfished by Samit, you know, like from the beginning. From the from jump, I think she was catfished by him twice. You know, like there that that happened before they even became a couple. And Jenny still said, "You know what? This this seems like right." So, like I said, I, I don't victim blame, but Jenny, this is on you. You decided that you wanted that life. You can have it. Jen, on the other hand, I don't see it being that bad, like that level of bad, because it's gonna take a lot to get me there. But this still isn't great. 
Um, she's got her friends catfishing the guy to kind of see if he's faithful and stuff like that. Like you were supposed to do all that stuff before you decide to leave Oklahoma and go to India. That stuff should have already been handled. Mm-hmm. And then to get to like we to his family situation, his mom is saying it's time for grandkids. Like, hey, you ain't really out here dating people. I got this phone. I mean, she's flipping through the phone like, yeah, you see that? Yeah, she's nice, huh? Yeah, you like that? Yeah, I, I picked her out myself. Like, <laughs> yeah. we, talked at, we talked about it and we was like, yeah, she gonna be a match. And she seen you and she think you're cute or whatever. Like, she really was like wingmanning. Like, hey, you ain't getting no younger. I ain't getting no younger. I'm actually getting kind of old. So if it'd be nice to give me grandkids soon. Um, but he's now nervous to even be like, uh, I don't know if Jen is gonna be cool with, you know, this living arrangement. First of all, Jen, I don't think she knows that he lives with literally everybody that he's related to. But then also, his family don't know that he's bringing a white woman home. And we've mm-hmm. seen that with the Jenny and Samit story before. You know, we've seen that this culturally speaking, they're expecting an Indian woman to walk through that house. Um, and that is not what they will be getting. And I know it's going to be a mess. Guaranteed to be a mess. Absolutely. So we do see because this episode, I would title it as we are all leaving the States because everyone's story was them traveling to go to the countries that they're going to. There was a lot of packing, a lot of leaving. And uh, uh, what's it called? This is where Jen starts to make her trip. She is landed in Delhi, but Rishi lives six hours away from Delhi. So she's going to rest up at the hotel. The rest of her trip will happen the next day. Now. He's not going to be picking her up from the airport, to my understanding. So that's not going to happen. The big things uh, Rishi's worried about with regards to telling his family is the, kind of similar to some of the stuff Sumit was worried about. The family not accepting them. The 15-year age difference, which in comparison to a, some of these other couples we'll get to, not as big of an age difference than, than some of these other ones. But he doesn't really say anything else. We don't really see a lot more of them. They were kind of a blink and you'll miss it on this episode. And the next time on, we do see them together and we do see them fighting. So immediately jumping into some drama here with Jen and Rishi. Yeah, he, he does clock this. He's like, oh, she's going to be emotional when I when I kept telling this information about me and this living arrangement and stuff like that. It's like, yeah, of course she's going to be emotional. Like, stop saying that like it's a bad thing. This, this woman is moving a, across the world for you, essentially. Uh, she has reason to believe that you have not been completely 100% uh, honest with her when it comes to uh, fidelity because her friends are out here trying to catfish you and get you to respond to DMs. So there's already seeds there kind of just like, you know, growing and growing and growing. Uh, and then you're going to just take her into a situation that she's not really used to. Uh, but then again, like Jen, this you could have asked these questions. Like I, if you got lied <laughs> to, just say that. But this not this. if you didn't get lied to, you this this is you, which clown knows on. Go wear it in India now. Uh, and then we talk about age differences, but yeah, let again, let's be respectful to Jen and Rishi. Jenny was older than Sabit Mama. And and and, what, and 30 that, year age difference there is a big difference. Yeah, there's a big age difference. Again, Samit was a scammer, is a scammer to this day. And I hope you're listening to this, sir. You're gonna get what you pay for. You know what I'm saying? Like you asked for this. That karma is coming back to you, maybe. But um, <laughs> but um here, I got do I do think that there's a little bit of like, okay. They're closer in age. Maybe it won't feel like she has to be his mother or, you know, like how it was with Jenny and Samit because that very much came off like that with them. It was like, dear God, like, Samit, what are you looking for? Another another mom? And so here, 
you know, I don't get man boy vibes from Rishi. So I think he'll be okay. Uh, and I think the two of them are going to be okay together. It's just going to be a lot of this cultural stuff that they should have saw coming. It's naturally going to just be in the way. Right. Yeah. I agree with that as well. I think I am rooting for them. I felt like last episode, it was very unfair the way mm-hmm. that um uh, Jen's friends were painting Rishi based off him replying to someone on DMs. I don't think that was founded at all. I'm cautiously optimistic that they're going to be a good couple. Hopefully they can figure stuff out because, you know, I cannot blame Jen for a second for feeling any type of emotion, given that she's flying into a whole other country and she's going to be basically living in isolation. She doesn't speak the language. She's going to be living alone because she can't live with him. And then her relationship has to be in secret, meaning anytime they're out together, she has to be worried because what if something happens? I don't envy her position at all. So here's hoping that it works out for these two. Yeah. Um, I, remind me, did, did Jenny started to learn the language before she moved to India, right? Jenny of Jenny and Sumit? Yeah. Nah, bro. Remember we saw her going to last, uh, last season. So you may have fallen off the, the show at that point. So they showed us an episode where she went to the stores to buy, to do grocery shopping by herself for the first time. And she wasn't, she didn't really know how much money to give. I think she overpaid for something at one point. So she may have tried learning it, but I don't think she kept up with it. Yeah. So. Which would probably be clear because remember she, she stayed in India. Like she was back and forth. It's not like it was her first time. Like by the time I met Jenny and Samit, she had been to India before. Well, she had been there plenty before yeah. they even became an item. Yeah. Right. She basically was living there. So it's kind of like, well, if you're going to be over there, you got to learn how to do things because I believe, I think uh, uh, Rishi was speaking Hindi. And so like, you, you got to go learn Hindi. What are you talking about? Like you're about to, you are willing to uproot your whole life, but you weren't willing to sit down and learn the language. It has to happen. And, I, and it's still early in their in, in their 90 day journey. So I'm assuming that she's going to try. But that would not be a safe assumption because we've seen on the show that people just don't. Right. Yeah. All right. I guess we'll see. We'll see where we go with them next. We're going to take a quick break here. When we get back, we're going to introduce you for the first time to Debbie and Osama. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, Chappelle, Chappelle, Chappelle. We have met a brand new person on the show. I know a lot of people were excited to meet Debbie. You have the honor to be the first person to introduce us to Debbie. So take it away, Chappelle. Okay, I was, again, this is the third episode. I'm still trying to figure out if we have any baggage left over from these prior seasons and iterations of 90 Day. But then you give me Debbie and you tell me, okay, this is brand new. You're getting, you're getting this person fresh. Let's talk about it. So we find out that Debbie is 67. She's from Georgia. She's quirky. Uh, and, you know, she kind of marches to her own, the beat of her own drum, or she, in her words, hears a different drummer drumming than everybody else hears. Uh, and she likes to paint. Uh, and I was like, okay, we're starting somewhere. But I also know how this show goes. And so I could tell something probably was coming. Uh, so we find out that she was married to her baby daddy for 23 years. And apparently he was cheating on her with a woman from another country. And um, in my mind, I was like, well, you know, maybe that influences, you know, this need for her to want to go outside of the country and start dating people. But then we find out that she kind of just like she swore off men for a while. And then she met Osama and it's something about his like dark and broody artsy vibe that she met with, you know, on social media that she just loves him. Yeah. You know, uh, he liked her artwork. She liked his artwork. It was just like they exchanged poetry. Very, very artsy relationship. Cool. The thing is, this is a baby. Okay. Debbie, make no mistake. This is a 24 year old and at your age at 67. This is a baby. Not like not the, in the legal way, but this is a child, like in the way that Samit was a child. So you have to Bruh. remember that this person, what's up? She, so he is 24 currently. She yeah. said they've known each other for three years, meaning when they met, he was 21. See, and a baby, a child, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, again, legally grown, but also uh, you were 64 talking to a 21-year-old. You should have, you, you got to, we have to let, <laughs> like, these red flags, we just have to acknowledge them sometimes. We have to say, okay, we're not going to be ageist here. Pe- people of all ages can find love, but should people of all ages find love together? Let's explore, you know, I'm <laughs> like, let's dive into that because I just don't think this is a good idea. Um, she visited him in Morocco. Um, she didn't know how young he was. Uh, and eventually she's like, but it's cool. No, that's not okay. Like when you <laughs> found out that this 21 year old has been lying to you for three years, you have to, Hey, I'm sorry. Cause you knew, you knew you were 21 and you knew I didn't know you were 21. Stop it. Osama. And if she knew shame on you because you trying to, you setting yourself up well, for failure. Yeah, here's the thing with with Debbie and and Osama here. So first, we we haven't even dove into just how quirky Debbie is. Debbie, we follow her, her B-roll at the beginning. She's in a jewelry store looking at antiques. She collects antiques. She makes and sells jewelry and she's into she's into that painting life. So when she meets Osama, the way they met is that Osama uh, what's it called? Osama commented on her art and really liked her art, was a fan of her art. So then that worked out. They talked for about six months. And then through the uh, through that, they she ended up making a trip to Morocco, meeting him there. She does say that she was like, nah, you're too young. Like, we can't do this. This doesn't make any sense. Like, that, that's not going to happen. Ultimately, then says that Osama made her realize that the age is is not a barrier. It is fine. And I was Girl. like, you, you really <laughs> bought what this 23 year old was selling, huh? It was like a little child sold you. 
And you were like, yeah, that makes sense. I'm, I'm cool with it. Yeah. <laughs> booyah, booyah. I will give uh, Osama some credit. They was doing all that back and forth, internet nonsense. And he said, nah, you pull up. And she got her ass on that plane <laughs> went to Morocco. I was like, well, I appreciate that. Because some of these relationships be like, yeah, we've been together for nine years. We've actually never seen each other. And we are married. And I have, you know, been paying his bills. But, you know, physically, I haven't ever seen them. No, Osama was like, all right, you got means. You got a passport. I expect to see you soon. <laughs> and I guess she was like, okay. Uh, which probably does make, like, feel more mature than, like, them some, like, uh, you know, texting relationship back and forth. I think once she meets him in, per- in person, she can say, okay, why? Well, I understand he's young, but I caught the vibe. This is a young, this is a younger person, but they are more mature. But yeah, she was really trying to sell us the same dream she was trying to sell herself. Like, I could never, you were too young. Oh my God, what do I look like? I'm a 64-year-old woman. I could never date a twin. Well, so now we're engaged. I was like, okay, okay. <laughs> you had me in the first half. Um, but yeah, um, I guess he's unemployed. Yes. And so she's going to have so to So he with is that? an artist and a poet. We do not oh, know. This is, listen, listen. <laughs> hey, I don't know. We don't is. know. Maybe maybe he's making mad money on the poetry. I don't know. I don't know his business. He ain't. He ain't. And I'm not saying poets can't, but this one can't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. We still haven't. So the big thing here is we have not met Osama on the show. We've only heard of Osama through Debbie. So Debbie has a son. From her first marriage that we meet, uh, Julian, I believe is his name. So we do meet Julian, and Julian is the biggest skeptic. He, first of all, police officer Julian, uh, very much not a fan of Osama for any reason. Uh, says all I needed to know was what you've told me and that's enough I don't need to have met him to know that he's bad news he's trying to scam you first he said he's catfishing I was like sir they've met in person so that part is not true uh, but go on uh, <laughs> um, but the uh, the part that stood out to me was that when he brought up sh- he's scamming you she said how he's never asked me for money Chappelle if he's never asked for money is he scamming he probably and is he's not trying to move to the stage. She's moving to him. Yeah, look, the get uh, look, it could still be a scam. I l- let me take you back to the days of the Tinder Swindler. Okay, uh, if you haven't heard that or watched that, uh, watched it, go check it out on Netflix. This man wines and dines these women with other people's money, right? And so he never has to ask them for anything until he does. And then when he does, he just completely love bombs them. And then they feel so uh, like out of, uh, you know, like they feel like they have an obligation to help pay for stuff because he had been spending so much money. So you can very well scam somebody without asking them for anything because you got to play the long game. See, uh, uh, I get Julian. I understand. Like Julian, I'm looking at you sideways for some other choices that you're making. But for the most part, that's your mama, and I understand you want to protect your mom. These scams happen to older people a lot, especially on the internet, because people aren't really literate to all the ways you can get scammed, all the like cybersecurity attacks you can have, and elderly people. You didn't grow up on the internet. I feel like you're a lot more susceptible to different things. Yes, right, exactly. And Debbie's only 67. Like I'm not calling her like super, super, super old. I'm just saying like that the age range where these things start happening is probably around this time. And so I get why he wants to protect his mom. He doesn't want her to move across the world for you know for a child. But at the same time, it's like a part of you has to be willing to say, I should at least get to know the person, you know, because at this point, I'm just I'm just judging them off of my preconceived notions about whatever this could be. 
at least give it a shot to talk to him because your mom has already made up her mind that she's going to do this. So there's no point in you sitting around being a mega hater if you're not going to actively try to help the situation, right? So maybe you say, mom, you go live your life. And in the meantime, I'm going to look into him. You know what I'm saying? Or like for my for my own personal, uh, you know, my mental capacity, I need, I need to have some type of reassurances because you my mama. But I don't think you just being like throwing a fit and just being like, this ain't going to work out for you. That's not going to do anything because like teenagers, look, eventually... We have to start parenting our parents and they're just the same as teenagers. They push back. You know, you tell them not to do something. They're going to go do the opposite. So he really needs to figure (laughs) out a good tactical way of handling this. That doesn't make him seem like a jerk or that he has any like preconceived biases already about people from Morocco or, you know, or people that don't look like him. So here's the thing, right? So Debbie, what we learned about her second marriage, like you said, she was married to the second husband for 23 years. They have a daughter together. And then The husband started working more, having to travel more, which she found suspicious. So she did hire a private detective who then found the information that he was indeed cheating with a woman in another country. If this is the same woman, I feel like Debbie's done her due diligence. I feel like she she's done the research on this guy, because also to go back to the Tinder swindler side of things, you I absolutely agree with you. People be scamming and, and they might not seem like they are scamming you, which is how they get you. But the swindler was living a high, high roller life. So you thought, oh, he's good for the money. So I'll give him the money that he needs right now if he's in a bind. Whereas I don't think picking the struggling artist is going to be the way to do it. If you haven't in the three years gotten money, unless this is the longest of cons and she gets there and you're like, all right, we need to buy this like really nice house. And she spends the money on a really nice house. And then five months later, you're like, "Hmm, you know what? This isn't working. You should probably go back home unless that happens. I don't think this is like, I don't know. I haven't met Osama yet. I haven't met Osama, but just the way Julian was hating sight unseen made me feel like, Mm -hmm. you know what? I'm not going to side with Julian. I'm going to be, I'm going to be the optimist here. I'm going to hope that, that Osama is a good kid. Uh, Emphasis on the word kid because I am at this point, seven years older than him, which feels wild, but that's where I'm at. Um, No, and and, that's a big seven years, like a 21 year old. Like oh, you're 24 now. Be, well, yeah, 20, even like 21 to 24, there's a difference in maturity oh, levels there for, for a lot sure. of people. Life happens between those three years. 18 to 21 is another one where life happens between those three years. And then once you get over 25, it's like anybody after a certain after a certain threshold is like, you haven't lived the life that I need you to have lived to understand, you know, and to, mm-hmm. or to be mature enough to handle what we're about to do. So I definitely think that you can call this person a child. But Puya, here's my thing. I, and, I, and I don't want to pick on him because he's unemployed, but this man is unjobbed, okay? So having a woman fly across the country to potentially take care of you would be the ultimate scam, in my opinion. I mean, you're not wrong, but let's see. You know, you're, you're <laughs> we not shall wrong, see. but we shall, we shall see. see. We shall yeah. see. Because, again, I really can't wait to meet Osama. We've only seen photos of him. We haven't even heard his voice. I wonder, does he have, like, a deep voice or does he have, like, a young, like a young voice? I don't know. I want to see yeah. that. I also want to see some of this painting and poetry that he does. I'm curious. I'm a curious guy. Now, in the next episode, we see Debbie and Julian talking to somebody. I don't know if it's a therapist or a PI, but they're talking Mm -hmm. to someone and the son's bringing up how he's worried about money and that he doesn't trust Osama. So more of the same from Julian there. I guess we'll learn more. We'll be more acquainted and hopefully we meet Osama next week. But until then, that's all we've got for you there. Let's move on to a happy reunion here and probably the shortest segment of the episode. 
Chris and Jamie Chappelle. Chris has made it to Columbia, okay, or was on the way to Columbia, and they meet, they met, they met in the first scene they were together, they shared a kiss, everything looked great, and then they get to the new apartment, and that looks good, and then they had surprises for each other, and the surprises were were lingerie, and then they kicked out all the uh, producers and, and camera crew so that they could have fun. What were your thoughts? What have been your thoughts on Chris and Jamie here? First of all, how do you overlook the biggest surprise, which is the boob pillows? You know, the, like, hey. they The boobs were boobs. They were big yeah. boob pillows. They're yeah. Like, now, this is, okay, this is a lesbian couple, and I understand that. But, Puya, I feel like you walk into somebody's bedroom and they got, you know, boobs as their pillows. It's kind of a red flag. It's like, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> like, are, you, are you a child? Why are you acting like this? Why, why do you have, like, boobs as the pillow? Don't get me wrong. Body parts, they're natural, but also sometimes, I guess not not all the time, but uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is the thing that happens and occurs in real life. I don't know if you need to be sleeping on them. Like, does any other body part get a pillow, um, made like made it like, you know, out of it or whatever? I don't know. I thought that was kind of odd. They both thought it was funny. So that's all that matters. Um, I had to absorb this moment. The meeting at the airport when uh, Jamie and Chris meet, because I'm sitting there thinking the whole time, this is going to be the last time that I have nothing negative to say about this couple. Because, you know, this happens on 90 Day so much. You see the moment where they meet in the airport um, and you're just like, man, I think they actually got it. They 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 love each other. Like, look at them. They they barely they've never met. And they just eat instantly. They see each other. And it's just like they're crying and the kissing is passionate. I'm just like, yeah, you, you you go. You go. You know what I'm saying? Do that. And then all of a sudden I'm like, but it's 90 Day. So. Give it a week and then they're going to be arguing about something so silly, you know, like, oh, I, you know, something so small and I'm going to be annoyed. <laughs> so that that was kind of like, OK, a moment that I just had to sit in because I'm like, OK, it's good now. But then also we talk about the narcolepsy thing and how, you know, that's going to be new for Jamie to deal with. And so I'm like, OK, you know, some a lot of times health issues do become an issue in relationships. So I'm hoping that that doesn't become a larger plot point. Um but I, I enjoyed them as a couple overall right now. I just don't know if, if that's going to last. Like my, I've been hurt before, Puyo. I have trust issues. I don't blame you, especially with this franchise. Definitely happens more often than you think. Now, here's the thing with them is I agree with you. I feel like they're a couple that initially I was like, you know, very much rooting for. But then you hear more of their problems. You hear of this the disappearance that happened. Then Jamie's talking to another woman in Texas a little bit. And then now you've got them moving in. But then clearly in the next time on, we see that uh, Chris has not disclosed some of the other problems they may have aside from the narcolepsy. And I feel like this might have been one of the final moments of happiness. I think this is going to have a lot of rude awakening moments with these two. On top of, I feel like we're going to see these issues really come to the front and center because they are meeting for the first time, right? This is the first time these two are meeting in person. And I feel like that is, you know, a situation that we're definitely going to be getting acquainted with more and more as these two get acquainted with each other for the first time more and more as well. Yeah. And then there was other little like breadcrumbs of things to come possibly. Right. So we talked about them moving into the apartment and Chris knew that she wanted to get a different apartment than where uh, Jamie was already living. And so Jamie went and picked out a spot without even like showing Chris the spot, the layout, like, okay, this is where we're going to live. And it was a hundred dollars over budget. Now a hundred dollars does not sound like a lot of money, but 
when you have already expressed like this is what you want, you know, this is what you're expecting. And then somebody goes out of their way, you know, goes and does something that doesn't meet your expectations. You start to think, huh, is this person always going to do this? Is this a communication barrier that we're not that we're going to have to really struggle with? Are you going to ignore my wishes? Those are all things that could potentially come and haunt them later on in their marriage. Uh, and so we did get a little piece of that. Now, I'm hoping again. Hoping they can kind of get past that. Maybe it was a one-time thing, but I don't know if they highlight it if it's a one-time thing. You know, $100 right. over budget doesn't sound like something you talk about unless it's a big deal. Yeah. No, I agree with you there. I agree with you there. I think that at, at the very least is a sign of things to come, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, lack of communication, big. Uh, big decision of a house. If if Chris did not like this place and it was 100 over and they had not discussed it, I think we would have had issues. Seems like Chris is happy because Chris's big thing was I want an American kitchen. Seems like this kitchen does fulfill that need, which is good. Thumbs up. Mm-hmm. So we're going to see how this goes with them. And I have a little bit of worry there, but I'm also rooting for these two, you know? So I guess it's a worry on a, I want them to do well, not a worry that, oh, it's a train wreck and I'm going to hate every second of it. So hopefully they do well. Hopefully everything goes well. The next time on, like I said, we're going to see them uh, with Chris disclosing that, yeah, this is the first time uh, this was the first time she's mentioning something about needing neck surgery because she needs to take this medicine. Otherwise, her neck might not might stop moving or something like that. We'll get more information next week and uh, we'll see how Jamie deals with all of that. All yeah. right. Uh, Puya, yes. I'm looking forward to seeing this couple thrive. I'm really rooting for them. So, you know, I'm cautiously optimistic as well. We'll see what happens. The fingers are crossed, Chappelle. The fingers are crossed. All right. Now, let's move into our next couple here. And that couple is the lovely Gabe and Isabel, a.k.a. everyone's rooting for you, Gabe and Isabel. I love this couple, Chappelle. I'm sad we didn't get enough of them this episode, but we got a little bit of crumbs. We got a little bit of crumbs. They have not gotten together yet as of this ending of this episode, meaning that uh, Gabe is en route to Columbia. So we're going to get to see them meet next time. But while that's happening, we do see Isabel meeting up with some friends. She meets up with Samuel and Mateo. She did meet Gabe through Samuel. And ultimately, I feel like any friend that we've seen Isabel meet up with, I've gotten good feelings about. Uh, her daughter has been great. So this was a great moment for me. I did love this quite a bit. Yeah, I, I like this couple. Um, you know, I think I think Liana compared them a little bit to Kenny and Armando. Just in yes. just that like, it's a couple that it seems like they are fine, but it's just that the family might be an issue. You know what I'm saying? Like for Isabel to not know, uh, you know, that Gabe was transgender uh, and to to say, OK, no, I'm cool with that. That's not a big deal for me. OK, cool. So I'm like, that's a big hurdle to get over for a lot of people. So this is a sign. This is a positive sign, sign of good things to come. But then. We know that Gabe hasn't really hasn't expressed this to her parents yet. And Gabe, he's going out here to ask for her hand in marriage like right now. So now the question is, do I ask her to marry me before I tell them or do I tell them and then ask her to marry me? Because if I tell them first and they completely are against it, that could ruin everything. But if I don't tell them first, they could feel like I misled them in a way, you know, uh, in order to get their blessing. Because from what we can tell, Gabe says that the family likes him. And so if the family mm-hmm. likes him already, he doesn't want to mess that up. I can understand that 100%. I really want them to work out because it feels like, you know, they both seem very nice. 
I haven't seen like a lot of the red flags, but this one is a huge one because in the past we've seen people like Kenny Armando where the families kind of come around, you know, um, I, I mean, it was it was a beautiful wedding. I remember just like, like everyone was crying because I was like, man, even like dad's there. Everybody supported them in the end. But it took a minute to get there. And we've seen how some of these couples in 90 days, not all of them, but they they really let their families have a lot of say so in their relationship. And we haven't met Isabel's family yet. We could assume that if she's in, if her family's anything like her, they're going to be lovely people. And this is not going to be an issue. But if they're not right, if this is if they're more like the uh, the 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 Ari and Binyam relationship, you know that family where these people are hands on, throwing drinks in your face, arguing and talking about your behind your back, they're all in your mess. This could be catastrophic. So I understand why they're worried, but I just I get a vibe that they will be okay. Like it feels. I good. I think that's the vibe I'm getting as well. I'm very much hoping that it works out. I think that it's already a good sign that. Um, Isabel herself was not only very accepting, mm-hmm. but more so had questions from a lack of understanding perspective and not from a negative perspective, which I think is huge. I think her, I want to say her daughter, I think her daughter was the one that was also very supportive. Um, I think her son's the only one that doesn't know of her, like the immediate family. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping, I'm really hoping that the family feels the same way and they understand and they at least like, you know, give it a shot because they also have met and do love Gabe. Like Gabe has done well with them. The relationship's good there. So I'm hoping that Mm -hmm. that's the direction we're going to take here. And I, yeah, I feel better. I feel better about this, but we still haven't met her family. And I think that might be the reason. Whereas we had met, we'd kind of seen a little bit of Armando's family. We had seen his dad be uh, a little distant, but given that they've met is already a good sign. So here's fingers crossed, hoping that everything goes well there. Now we didn't really touch on the, uh, the conversation with Isabel and her friends. Uh, they had a lot of questions about Gabe, but more from a, how was your first sexual encounter? We did get the great quote of the orgasm is the same. So the orgasms orgasming. That's great. We love that. Um, everything went well there. Uh, she does tell us in confession that she still has a couple more questions uh, to do with um, Gabe himself, but I'm sure we'll get those questions when the show comes on. Chappelle, why are you grinning? <laughs> what? I'm grinning? Me? I gotta turn <laughs> off my camera like you. I was definitely grinning from ear to ear. Uh, yeah, Isabel says, yeah, where does sperm come from? Where, how'd that work? And I just started yelling. I was like, I mean, these are valid questions. I think, again, if you're going to marry someone, the way I look at marriage is that y'all are now, y'all are now, you know, a partnership, right? And we can't be partners to the fullest if you're going to be hiding things from me or if I don't understand things that, uh, about you, right? And it seems like Gabe is very open to have those conversations. He's not hiding anything. So it's like, okay, well, if he's not hiding anything, Isabel, ask away because that's the only way that you're going to be able to advocate for this person as well. We know uh, trans people, they struggle a lot of times with just normal society like uh, benefits right the benefits mm-hmm. that everybody else gets a lot of times trans people just get overlooked they get uh like othered in a lot of ways it's like and they shouldn't be like that and isabel can stand up for gabe in ways that gabe can't stand up for himself just because she knows now you know this mm-hmm. is how it works this you know she can advocate for uh for this population that she's never been a part of before uh and so i really appreciate her for asking the questions she also she has two gay friends and she's like i'll ask them the questions because they're even closer to that community than I am, you know, and I was like, look at you going and doing the work. So 
it was all, you know, good signs. You know, like I, I'm very optimistic for them. And I think I'll be, I think my feelings are going to be hurt if it doesn't work out for uh, Gabe and Isabel. I, I really don't think I'm going to take it well. Same. We're, this is a team Gabe and Isabel podcast. You heard it yeah. here first, but you didn't need to. You already knew. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now, let's move into a the final couple a we are 100% not team this couple podcast and I'll tell you this right now uh, it is time for Nicole and Mahmoud Chappelle and I have feelings I have feelings I have a lot of feelings so first I'm gonna ask you how what have your thoughts been on Nicole and Mahmoud generally Nicole <laughs> I I have so many I think there are a lot of thoughts I hear I have for the, this particular couple because there's so much going on um We've seen this in the past. This is a tale as old as time. I actually wonder, Puya, if anybody, like any of these people actually watch this show. Because I feel like if you watch this show, they give you the checklist, the questions you should be asking for every like demographic and every uh, geographical area. I've learned so much about customs and practices just watching this show. And I am not in a long distance relationship that uh, spans over the, the, you know, two countries. These people, if they just watched the show, they would already know to ask these questions. Nicole, she uh, has her own style about herself. She likes to dress the way she dresses. Her her family can't even get her to dress, uh, you know, the way they want her to dress. She very much herself all the time. And she's saying, like, now I'm going to move to Egypt where a lot of, like, you know, um, like, clothing choices aren't, like, are frowned upon, if not basically banned. You know, like, you can't go around looking however you want to look because it's, like you said, Puya, more conservative. And She's thinking, I'm pretty conservative, right? You see me wearing this beret. I got like this long, this sweater on and this uh pea coat, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, we hear you, but that's not necessarily what they mean. And I was like, and I feel like just a little research, a couple episodes of this, because we've seen people from Egypt before on this show. You, I'm saying they've done the work already. You know, you should just be able to tune in, click on a certain episode and it tell you everything you need to know before you go and do this. But apparently they haven't done it. They talk about the religious aspects of everything. I was shocked to find out that she had already converted. But then yeah. also shocked to say that, why'd you convert if you didn't understand what you were doing? Because it sounds like she still doesn't understand a lot of the customs. And I, like a lot of those are tied to his religious beliefs. Am I, am I tripping? No, I mean, you're not. I was baffled to find this out. So her her dad asks her because her so her parents come to help her pack things up because she is packing everything up, putting it in a storage unit and then staying with her parents at a hotel until her flight to leave. And her dad asks her, how do you feel about becoming a Muslim? Because the dad believes I'm sure that's going to come. Right. And she's like, well, I've already converted. 
So she tells us that she converted two days before she married Mahmoud and she chose to convert because she found the devotion to the religion really beautiful and that, um, you know, you just got to do the Shahada, which is, you know, there is no there's only one God and Muhammad's the prophet of that God. And she was like, I believe that. So that was easy. That made sense. And I was like, OK, so just because something easy doesn't mean you should do it. First of all, if someone was like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, if you go in and out of this restaurant, you can get a 40 piece of nuggets for three dollars. I'm like, that sounds easy on my bank account, but maybe I shouldn't get 40 nuggets for $3. That seems sketchy. Like, let me at least do some research, right? And that's that's like a little food item. This is a whole religion that you're taking on. This is a whole not a new identity, but this is a this this will change your life and your partner's life for forever. So the fact that she didn't do the research was was uh, irritating. But then she mentions that. She felt like, you know, she she doesn't really she's not following the dietary restrictions. She's not really covering her hair, which to that, I would say not every Muslim practices the religion the same way. Not like not any, you know, person who's Christian is practicing the exact same way. There are different levels. Some people are a lot more practicing are a lot more devout are a lot more. They they follow it a lot more closely than others. So there's no one for one there of either you do it this way or you're wrong. Now, that depends on your partner or the family or whoever that you're with, you know, depending on how you are raised, you may follow the religion a certain way, as opposed to if you're not raised differently, you know, depends. So what we've learned about Mahmoud, he tells us in this episode, religion, number one priority, second family. Religion is above family for him. So he is following it a lot more closely and he has a lot more expectations, which is also very okay. That is how he takes his religion. His religion forms a lot of who he is, and I respect that about him. It did sounds she, like Nicole yeah. doesn't and doesn't what, get it. Well, what did she do, Puya? Did she just Google like Islam? You know, like what did she do? Because like I don't like she, think she did. I think she just right. listened to Mahmoud, who loves his religion, and was like, "Oh, it's very easy. It's great, and everything." And she was like. That sounds good. I love how passionate you are about your religion. I'll take it up. But this isn't like, oh, my partner likes hiking, so I'm going to go on a hike. This is not the same. And like, you cannot be treating it the same because she's very much, again, I think the biggest thing for me and then the thing that frustrates me with this is that she hasn't done the research. She jumped in with both feet and then mm-hmm. later proceeded to say, huh, I don't know. This isn't for me. But but my partner now wants this and, and I love him. So I think I'll do it. But then also we haven't gotten to the, when they meet at the airport, but also mm-hmm. then she's still, she's like, Oh, I didn't expect you to talk about the clothing right away. What did you expect? If he's no. been saying he wants this, what did you expect? This lady. Wow. Let me tell you something. She says, um, like I knew he was Muslim, but 24 seven, like you Muslim all the time. Like, dear God, you know, like, Oh, I, I, I get off the plane. You're already Muslim right now. Like you're not going to turn it <laughs> yeah, off. Like, like, this is it lady. I like, that's what I said. Did you just get like a baseline understanding of like, Oh, okay. I just got to acknowledge that one God, the, the prophet. Okay. I got that. Cool. It's like, you haven't asked this man, how often do you practice? Like what, you know, how important is this to you? Because if you know, and, and, and it sounds like she does know that he's very devoted to his religion. Then how did you end up in a situation where you thought you wouldn't have to be, uh, especially after you converted? You should have had all those conversations before you even considered converting. I look, I am a Christian. I uh, and I go to church. 
But I, I'm asking the questions off, off top. Like you go to church all the time. Like you be at church, church, like you be church Sunday and Wednesday and then Thursday. And then you, you also go and volunteer at church because I ain't going to be there for all that. I'll be there on Sunday. Might hit an occasional Bible study, but that's about it. Also, I cuss like a sailor and I eat what I want. But I love God and Jesus. Like that's a thing about me that you got to know. And that's OK. But just know that. If you expect me to like, to, oh, you're going to stop eating these things. I'm not. I'm not going to stop eating those things. And we could have that conversation <laughs> right now. And then you don't have to convert religions for me. That's the same thing here. I can't dress a certain way. Sorry, this is not for me because my identity is very important to me. Fine. It was it was great. Y'all loved y'all lost. Life goes on. But no, nah, she's like, no, nah, I'll do the, the stuff you want me to do, but only a little bit. And then after that, you got to just kind of get over it. Like, you know, I, 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 I damn, I'm wearing a coat. That ain't good enough for you? Like, no, it ain't. It ain't good enough. And stop complaining about this place that you didn't want to come to. You shouldn't have come here. I, Puya, I know we haven't talked about them getting to the airport, but dear God, if you you flew here, and the, the first thing this man is saying is like, and don't come here with all that complaining, because every time we talk about Egypt, you say you don't want to be here, you don't like it, you never want to come back. Why did you get on the plane, fool? She you was know? complaining on the way to the airport to her family. She was like, yeah, I don't really like Egypt. I don't really like it, but I love him. So I'm going to go there for him. Already, Dummy. I know this isn't going to work. Already. Yeah. And I think, that, you know, we, I put this couple last in order of stuff to talk about because with every other couple, there's cautiously optimistic. There's, we're rooting for you. There's, mm, you may not understand, you may not have done your research, but that's fine. Like you, there's other stuff here that's binding you. With them, it feels like she's like, I love him. Therefore, I want to be with him. Therefore, I'll move there. But also, he's asking for too much and I don't want to do that stuff. And it sounds like to him, there's no compromise there. And it sounds like, you know, there's no compromise because one of the things she said was she said that um, I I think he thinks that um, like he's fine with me being the way I am. But I think he thinks that I'm going to change. And 100 percent, that's what he thinks is going to happen. He thinks you're going to, you know, be experiencing it and learning along the way and then you'll get there when we see the scene with Mahmoud and his two older brothers and one of the brothers is like you know it's your religious duty to to teach your partner what Islam is when they don't know because his, his oldest brother married a woman from China and he said his brother was very, you know, forthcoming that, yeah, the first two years of our marriage, it was a war. Like we were clashing. We were not on the same page, but you work through it and you get there. And I think Mahmoud recognizes that. And I think Mahmoud's trying his best to, you know, help with that. But even and, and this is why I get I'm, I'm, I get very irritated with Nicole is so she gets to the airport. She hugs him. Right. And she's like, can I hug you? He's like, yeah, yeah. Hugging at the airport's fine. Different locations specifically is fine. Airport's good. She's like, okay, because I want to show my husband that I love him and I, and I miss him and I care about him and I got to, I need to do it this way. So I'm like, okay, so I'm starting to get a little bit of understanding that maybe your love language is physical touch. But okay. if you are in a country where you can't really do that, you got to understand that. You got to understand that that may be something that you got to get used to. And, you know, she's been in Egypt before. The longest she lasted was two months. I don't I think this is going to be similar. I do not see these two lasting. There is no shot. Nicole and Mahmoud are going to be together come the end of the season. I refuse to believe it. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Everything about this is just wrong. Like I said, um, when it comes to the religious aspect, she just feels like. I don't have to do it all the way. You know, I, there's a, there should be some compromise. And it's like, okay, let's take you back to what he just said. He said, 
Religion comes first before his family. People are, will go above and beyond, you know, to the ends of the earth for their family. This is above that. So that means had his own mama got off that plane and dressed like you dressed, he would have said the same exact thing to you. And he would have said it immediately because it's that important to him. Right. So here he is in that same situation. And it's and she's a little taken aback that immediately, like the first thing out of her mouth is like, can I can I hug you here? We cool. And he's like, yeah, little baby, it's the airport. Chill out. And so she's like, all right, cool. And then next thing you know, he's like, so remember we talked about your outfit. You got a lot of layers on, but you're still missing some of the hot spots. Like you're really supposed to like the front supposed to be covered, the back. And she's kind of like, I mean, dang, I just got off the plane. He's like, yeah, but, you know, you did just get off the plane, right? Like you knew where you were about to land. If I I told you it was 30 degrees outside, you would have wore a coat. So you come here dressed for the occasion. you, You have now converted. That's the thing. She says, oh, well, I think he wants me to change, but like. I don't know about changing all the way. And and to that, I say, you converted religions. Let's look up the definition of convert. Uh, I'm sorry, it means to change. (laughs) From this person's point of view, you you decided to change the most important thing in the world to him, which is religion. You did that for him. That means all the rest of this stuff should be minor. You changed religions for me? Yeah, go go put on another coat. I said you're not covered up enough. You, I thought we was in this together. You changed religions for me. Just so like, lady, I don't know what you thought you were agreeing to, but it sounds like you're missing the mark. Like he's saying exactly what it is that he wants, and he's telling her that she can't keep saying the same things that she wants. Ma'am, we don't care if you don't like Egypt. Yeah. You just moved here. And I and I here's the thing, right? If she doesn't want to change, I'm fine with that. But then yep. exit the relationship because what I didn't like was in the car ride over to the airport, this insinuation that he is asking for asking too much of you and he's do he's asking too much. And she does say, Well, he can't move here. So that there's no argument there. But the way they're pinning it on him, like he is the one that is forcing her to be A, B, C, D, E, F, G. I don't feel like is a fair representation. And this is what frustrates me with, with these religions, these relationships, especially when Islam is involved because I grew up in the middle East. I was Mm -hmm. born and raised in the middle East. I am from the middle East. So I get very frustrated because I feel like, why are we making him to be the bad guy? When I feel like he said, here are the terms and conditions. And you said, all right, I'm a, I'm a do that. That sounds good to me. Um, it's it's uh, it's frustrating. It's frustrating is all I'm gonna say about that. Um, as far as the next time on Chappelle, let me just give it a quick gander. In the next time on, do we see them? We do. Uh, the clothing issue is still going to be front and center of this conversation. If we're already talking about the clothes side of things, I don't know where we go from here. So we'll see where we go from here. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, speaking, um, but, speaking of this whole situation, Puya, she out here dressed like Judy Funny from Doug. Ma'am, calm down. What, calm down. Let me look that up. Say, like, calm down, Judith. You gotta, you gotta let this go. <laughs> yeah, Google I saw, it. I did Google. see a tweet that was like, when your flight to when your flight to Egypt has a one hour layover in France, and it's, yeah. <laughs> it's a photo of her. <laughs> yes, I was like, uh. You know, dear God, uh, ma'am, you out here in this beret and he's there like, you know, like the clothes should not be that big of an issue because I don't understand what you're dressing for anyway. Like, I get it. I get that's your style. But again, as far as he's concerned, you signed the, the most binding contract of them all when you converted to religion because you didn't convert to the religion on a broad scale. That's what you think. 
you converted on a, to a religion with somebody who you didn't want to marry. Y'all get married in a religious aspect, right? Like that's potentially where we're going here, right? Like, of course you can get married in like a civil way, you know, like legally married. But when it all comes down to it, people say their vows in front of their religion a lot of times, like whether it's in front of the Bible or whatever the case may be. And so I was like, for him, you already agreed to the hard stuff. This, the rest of this should be easy. So I just really think she she kind of put herself in a tight spot. And I'm sure he has his flaws because like we're going in on her a little bit. But at the same time, it's like from what I see, she he hasn't misled her at all. And I like if you, if you saw the uh, the options on the table and said, yeah, I'm cool with that. That's a personal decision at some point. You should have just reconsidered. And also, if he saw that you had, you know, trepidation or that you weren't all in then maybe he could have pulled the plug as well. So I just think that they're not going anywhere and it's going to be very painful to watch them struggle with this throughout the whole season. I hope we don't get too much of them. Maybe every other episode or something like that, but every I can't follow them every week because it's going to make me mad. I hope not. However, given that they probably got featured the most on this episode makes me feel otherwise, um, which I'm not excited about. This, to me, feels like we just talked about how excited we are. There's new couples. There's like, it's more of a we're meeting them for the first time and there's not a lot of problems yet. But this is 90 day kind of veering into what they're most used to, which is let's get the biggest drama and make that the main feature. And then that throws, you know, Gabe and Isabel to the wayside that throws the, some of the other stories that we have, like Chris and Jamie, who haven't had any issues yet bit to the wayside because they're focusing on this. So I agree with you. I hope that we don't see them as often or we see them on a lighter note. And by letter, I mean less, but we'll see. Mm -hmm. We'll see. However, that does bring us to the end of this podcast, Chappelle. And I cannot thank you enough for coming through and hanging out with us once again over on the Hot Mess Express. Let the people know where can they find you? What else do you have going on? And don't worry, plug away, my friend. Well, first and foremost, Puya, thank you for having me again. Uh, you know, this is your show and I'm just happy to be involved. Uh, I know I normally don't hang on to 90 Day for that long. But like I said, right now, nobody has just completely just made me so angry that I can't focus uh, as like, like some of those other relationships have. Like I had to legit quit watching the show because it's just to protect my peace because I was just thinking, y'all are making me so angry. Uh, but here I'm kind of like, okay, I have like a baseline understanding of who you all are. And there are some red flags. There are some couples that definitely don't need to be together from my point of view, but I could be wrong. Maybe they work it out, but I can see myself sticking around for the journey. So maybe I'll come back later on in the season. Uh, but as far as plus goes, uh, you can find me in a lot of places these next couple of weeks. Uh, Puya and I have a very busy uh, next month or so. So uh, it's going to be fun. But uh, I'm over on post show recaps, uh, recapping a bunch of shows. Season six of Snowfall uh, is starting soon. It starts this week. And so myself, Mari and Latanya are going to uh, get together and talk about the final season of Snowfall. We just dropped the preview podcast today. So check that out on post show recaps. Also on post show recaps, season two of Abbott Elementary is in full swing. And I have uh, my co-host Gia Worthy to to thank for that podcast we're having a great time uh and uh yeah so subscribe to abbott elementary a post show recap to keep up with all of those season two of bel-air puya is on the way and we will be back to talk about it uh yes. very soon so if you're if you're listening to this and you're a fan of the 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 relationship Puya and I have, you know, go and check out Bel Air. I post your recap and subscribe to that so we can keep you up with uh, uh, Peacock's 
hit show bell there. Uh, and then fourth and finally on Post Show Recaps, I'll be joining Ariel uh, tomorrow, I believe, to talk about Grey's Anatomy. Uh, this is Ellen Pompeo's last season as a series regular. Meredith Grey is leaving the show for all intents and purposes. So Ariel and I thought it would be a good job, like good idea to look back on some of Meredith Grey's defining moments, talk through some of her, the crazy twists and turns of the show, uh, and then potentially get people caught up on like where Grey's Anatomy is uh, as of this season thus far. Um, I'm also on Silent Podcast. I should be talking about Big Brother 6 soon on Silent Podcast. Isaiah has been leading a rewatch going backwards chronologically from all the Big Brother seasons. So we've gotten down to the final six. And this is one of my favorite seasons of television. So check that out on Silent Podcast. And I should be talking about Kang the Conqueror soon over there as well. Um, with my special guest, we will be uh, reviewing Ant-Man uh, and the Wasp Quantumania. And it, I have opinions about the show, but I'm going to save them for the podcast. So check that out as well. Then over at Rob has a podcast. Rob and I are still talking about Netflix shows on Nothing But Netflix. Uh, uh, on our most recent episode, we were joined by Grace Leader to talk about the PGA tournament and review the first two episodes of the Netflix series, Full Swing. It's about golf, y'all. Check it out. The next episode should be over the Netflix movies. We have a ghost starring Anthony Mackie. So be sure to subscribe to Nothing But Netflix too in order to keep up with that. Also on Rob has a podcast. There has been a wild season of Australian Survivor Heroes versus Villains, and Shannon Gates has uh, gracefully invited me uh, to, or graciously invited me over to the International Survivor feed to talk about this uh, current season this week in Australian Survivor with her and Rob on Thursday. So check that out. And to wrap up Thursday, I'll be playing some Jackbox games on the Rob has a podcast Twitch channel. Um, so check out twitch.tv slash RHAP on Thursday to watch some of the big personalities in the RHAP universe play video games online. And you can follow me on Twitter to keep up with all that stuff at Chappelle's underscore show for more updates on everything I'm talking about. Thank you so much, Chappelle. Looking forward to all your projects this next month. I will be tuning in. Um, I like Chappelle said, Shared plugs, Bel Air podcast. We're back. Check it out. It's going to be a good ride. And also, I will be joining Chappelle on the Jackbox games over on Thursday on the RHAP Twitch channel as well. That's twitch.tv slash RHAP. As far as my other projects go, Mass Singer is back with a brand new season, season nine, episode one just happened. Liana and I talked about it. Dare I say, audience, this could be my favorite season yet. The premiere was really good. I'm very excited, very optimistic. We did a draft of all the costumes we have seen, and we'll be looking at episode two this upcoming week. And uh, a lot of other stuff is coming along. You know, we say March is busy. That's because Big Brother Canada 11 is coming back. That means a draft when that when that cast gets released and the Survivor 44 draft, which will be upcoming soon. And Chappelle and I will be featured on that as well. So we're going to have a fun time picking apart some of these players and each other in the process should be good. Okay. And as far as my non-podcast things that I do, first of all, you can find me on Twitter at Puyism. Second, twitch.tv slash Puy. I do have a lot of projects coming in on the stream this next month. So definitely go there, check it out, say hi, I would appreciate it. And last but not least, if you are not already subscribed to the Reality TV Rehap Ups feed, please go ahead and do so. There is so much content available for you and so many amazing podcasters on there as well. You can find that and subscribe to that. Would appreciate it. And lastly, if you'd like to leave a rating or review for this podcast, please go over to robswebsitecom slash 90 day fiance. That's the number nine, number zero day fiance. Would love to hear from you. Let me know what you think of the show and let us know on Twitter what your thoughts are on, on the cast this season. I would like to see what people think 
about the show so far. Three episodes into 90 Day Fiance the other way. I would like to know what your thoughts are. Let me know on Twitter. And uh, at that point, we're at the end of the journey here. We've arrived at our destination over the Hot Mass Express. I hope you had fun with us. We will see you next week. But until then, take care. Have a good one. Bye. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.